Hi, I'm Madison, and welcome to the fifth episode of the Madison Ward Show. You are listening to WCOM 103.5 FM in Chapel Hill and Carborough, also streaming at WCOMFM.org and on TuneIn Radio. Some incredible guests are here to join us on the show today. I Just Said That is a UNC comedy club for femme and gender non-binary individuals. Their mission is to balance the gender disparity in comedy by creating opportunities for dope, unique material, according to their Facebook page. Be sure to follow at The Madison Ward Show on Instagram. And thanks again for tuning in to 103.5. Today, I am joined by Maya Gutterbach, Sydney Paraguay, and Victoria Quiet. Maya is the president of I Just Said That at UNC, Sydney is the former president, and Victoria is a graduated member. I Just Said That is a comedy club for femme and non-gender confining individuals. It aims to balance the gender disparity in comedy, which is a largely male-dominated field. So thank you guys so much for meeting with me today. Thank you for having us. Thank you. So if you all want, just tell me a little bit about yourselves. Um, well, hi, I'm Maya, um, and I'll be taking over I Just Said That this year. Um, I've been involved with I Just Said That for the last um, two years, uh, two and a half years. And um, I'm also a member of False Prophets um, on campus at UNC Chapel Hill. Um and yeah, I'm really passionate about um, comedy and passionate about social justice. And so I just said that for me is a really cool organization that kind of combines the two. Um, we uh, donate all of the proceeds from our shows to charities. Um, and I feel like we're really doing something special by giving uh, comedians from um these minority groups, both as uh, femme individuals um, and people of color, to have a platform um, and kind of share their passions with everyone. Uh, and I'm Sydney. Uh, I was the president of I Just Said That last year. Um, and I got involved with I Just Said That my sophomore year. Um, and I just graduated this past spring. Um, And yeah, Maya covered sort of everything that the club sort of encompasses and I'm excited for her to take it over and I'm excited to see what she does. Um, And I'm Victoria. I just graduated as well. I was a part of I Just Said That for what was almost four semesters, but unfortunately everything got cut short at the end there. Um, It's been really awesome being in a space where it's so supportive uh, for anyone who's just starting comedy, who's been doing it for a little while um, and hearing how funny people are and seeing their progress from the beginning of the semester and with, you know, the senior members helping out and workshopping um, all of the, all of their, their their jokes. Uh, But yeah, it was really awesome and fun. Absolutely. Yeah. So thank you guys again for meeting with me. So tell me more about what I just said that at UNC is. Uh, So I just said that was started by um, 
to former students, um, Shay Stanley and Ellie Rodriguez, um, in the fall of 2017, I believe. Um, and it used to be called We the Ladies, um, but that was found to be, uh, sort of not inclusive of all gender identities. Um, and it was sort of formed as a way to like be more inclusive of basically anyone who isn't like a, a cis male, because that's sort of like, you know, how the comedy scene at UNC and sort of in the surrounding area was, um, it was really like, you know, very heavily taken over by a lot of men, um, which can sort of be, you know, kind of a more at times toxic environment can sort of like turn away people, uh, who would otherwise, you know, participate and actually be funny and sort of like do well. So, yeah. And the new name, I just said that, um, kind of comes from that, uh, in the same vein where, um, we would have female comedians, um, go to comedy clubs in the area and, um, you know, get up on stage and have a really tough time. Crowds were not the nicest. Um, club owners were not the nicest. And a male would go up and say, or give a very similar set, say very similar jokes and would have a, a very positive reaction from the crowd or have po more positive experiences with the club owners. Um, and so I just, that kind of comes from, a, a femme person sitting in the crowd and saying, Hey, I just said that. Like, why is that? That's not fair. Um, so we kind of, that's kind of the origin of the new name. Um, but yeah. I love that name. I did not realize that was what it meant, but that is awesome. And it's so important to, you know, uh, take on these issues of sexism in any field, but especially comedy, there is a big gender gap. Absolutely. So how many people are involved with I Just Said That at UNC? Um, it varies every semester. We are a submissions-based organization. Um, and so it really just kind of changes with how many submissions we get. I would say the show is around um, 8 to 10, 12 people um, yeah. each semester. Yeah, and there's like a usually like a handful of people sort of on the more like, I guess you'd call it executive type side of things. Um, they just handle like booking places to have the shows at and stuff like that. I was going to say, I think it's pretty cool because a lot of new people, we encourage a lot of new people to try their hand at comedy um, and kind of help them through that process. So I think every semester there's like at least four new people at the very least, um, getting up on stage and doing the thing. That's awesome. So how many, um, how often do you guys have performances? Uh, so there's semesterly shows. So, um, we have them twice a year. Okay. And where are they normally? Um, well, so since the show is for charity, that kind of varies too. We really um, try and find a venue that will host us for free um, with kind of the agreement that will publicize the show, we'll get people to come out, they'll buy drinks, they'll buy food, and then we can use the space for free. So in the past, we performed at the station in Carborough um, at 
epilogue yeah. uh, bookstore on Franklin Street. Um, so that really changes each semester as well, um, just with whoever will host us. And do you usually have a pretty good turnout to these events? Oh, yes. Um, It's actually we've pushed probably the capacity limits in a lot of these um, places. Um, And that's honestly one of the biggest uh, reasons why we encourage newcomers um, to comedy to perform at our shows, because we truly have the nicest, warmest audiences, most supportive crowds come out who are just excited to be there, ready to laugh and happy to support a good cause. Definitely. And so you said that your shows were for charity. Tell me more about that. Yeah, so um, we tend to pick something um, that's relevant at the time um, that we do the shows. So um, in the past, we've done the North Carolina Diaper Bank. Um, We've done, um, forgive me, I can't remember the exact name of the organization, but um, we did something. It was a a bail fund for the students who helped take down Silent Sam. Um, And uh, Sydney, do you remember? who? Oh, we've done uh, the Compass Center. Uh, Oh, yes, the Compass Women's Center um, in Chapel Hill. And I think we've done that like a few semesters in a row. So we'll usually do that and then one other charity. Right. That's amazing. And it's so important to get involved. So I'm sure this is a question that has a lot of answers. But what kind of topics (laughs) do you guys cover in your sketches? Um. We talk a lot about politics and um, uh, feminist issues, um, as well as, um, you know, everything from dating and hookup culture to our, you know, family relationships. Um, I I would say um, it does tend to be maybe a little bit more of a political show than your average comedy show. But um, we also you just never know what somebody's going to say. Yeah, it's also... um the shows are mostly stand up too, so really it can just be like any any topic like at all. Um I really like it when people, you know, are encouraged to like talk about their personal experiences and like really try and hone in on their own unique voice. So um I feel like there's not like generally one like blanket topic that any show covers because we really try to put emphasis on like individuality and stuff so Mm -hmm. and I'd like to add that I think it's really cool that we have so many different perspectives and you might get a joke that you have heard in the past but you have someone new telling it that wouldn't otherwise be telling their side of the story um and it, it just brings new life to kind of what some people might consider old or tired kind of tropes um, because it's not old or tired until like everyone has been able to do it. Absolutely. So would each of you guys maybe like to say um, what was your favorite sketch or stand up uh, act that you guys have done? Oh, that is a tough question. Um, Um. I honestly, truly, I I don't know if I'm just hard on myself or what, but I I still think my first ever stand-up set is my best. Um, I talked about um, uh, dating um, and kind of the college hookup culture um, and just my personal struggles with that, um, as well as my um, 
I'm from uh, Jewish heritage. And so kind of talked about my relationship with my mom when it comes to dating. Uh, so I think that's probably my favorite that I've done. Um, I don't know if I have like a, a favorite of mine that I've done like personally. I know like I feel like I talked about getting a condom from the union bathroom once and that was like <laughs> that seemed to do well um <laughs> but yeah I mean I feel like I can't it's hard to like try and choose right right a favorite of mine but I think a joke that I've told that keeps it's it popped into my head is what I always kind of keep in my back pocket when I perform is just comparing my family to the Kardashian family um <laughs> which is it's a lot of fun it's a good kind of beginner joke that gets the crown warm warmed up uh not gonna throw that one away anytime soon oh okay I've been asked to say it um basically everyone in my family's name starts with a v uh we're like a more wholesome southern version of the kardashians Mm -hmm. except we air on bet (laughs) is the joke (laughs) but that's a personal favorite of mine as well (laughs) i love all of those you guys are awesome um, so what is, I just said that doing during the pandemic, since obviously you can't have the same live in-person shows that you're used to. Uh, well, that's a, a current battle we're facing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, um, it's important to me to keep it alive and strong. Um, and so I think there are definitely ways we can make it work virtually. Um, actually, um, the other comedy troupe that Victoria and I are involved with, False Prophets, did um, a Zoom or no, Facebook Live, I'm sorry, um, comedy show. And I thought that went really well. Um, and so I think that's something that we're exploring for this uh, semester. Um, but I think the largest battle we're going to face is getting people to submit um, things, especially incoming freshmen. Uh, there's not really a way that I can see right now of reaching them. Um, we're not going to have fall fest or, um, you know, any of those, you know, I don't, there's a lot of people who aren't even going to be on campus. So flyering probably isn't, um, a viable option, but we'll see. I, we'll have a show some way or another. (laughs) Right. And this is definitely a challenge that essentially every organization at Chapel Hill is having to deal with. So exactly. Right. So how did you guys each know that you wanted to become involved in comedy and what inspired this for you? Oh, I so I love telling this story because it all started with a boy naturally with all things. And some boy said he was going to an open mic and I was like, oh, it would be funny if I also was there. And then I was like, it'd be even funnier if I was like performing. Um, and he didn't actually show up to the open mic, but I still performed. And like the rush I got from performing was incredible. Um, and people laughing at what I had to say. And I was like, well, I'm not good at singing, acting, dancing, art. So there has to be something. Um, and I think this was it. Yes, girl power right there. <laughs> What about Um, the rest of you guys? I guess it was after the first time that I did comedy was performing with I Just Said That. Um, I guess sort of in a similar vein, like 
I don't know what else I'm good at. Um, and I also just really like perform on stage too. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so I grew up watching Saturday Night Live as kind of a weekly tradition in my house and um, watching comedy specials um, and listening to comedy albums was something that my family has done my entire life. And I've always kind of felt a calling to it, um, but didn't necessarily have the opportunity to try it for myself until college. Um, And as a freshman, I auditioned for every comedy troupe you could at UNC and didn't get into a single one. Um, And so that was kind of an interesting wake up call. But my personality is one that if I'm told no, I try that much harder. Um, And so uh, since I just said that was a submissions based show, um, I sent in a stand up set and performed and um Shay Stanley um and Ellie Rodriguez um the founders of I just said that are both members of False Prophets and I think for them that was kind of a way that I earned my stripes so when I uh auditioned for False Prophets the following semester I got in um and so now you know I'm in a couple different comedy organizations and it's just the thing that brings me the most joy in this world so Absolutely. That's very inspiring. And I love your determination. And (laughs) it's very amazing. Um, Who are some of your favorite comedians? That is, I mean, I cycle through, you know, Mm -hmm. I think like a mainstream comedian that everyone loves is John Mulaney. Mm -hmm. Um, But kind of like a new and upcoming one would be Josh Johnson. If y'all like he's on Spotify, he does a lot Mm -hmm. of stuff with Comedy Central very funny and taylor tomlinson has a special on oh i laugh just like cry laughing while i'm watching it um i really like julio torres um he he has a special on hbo and he uh i think create or co-created and stars in the show los spookies on also on hbo um i really like screenwriting so uh, I watch a lot of television too, so he just I like his all of his stuff. Um, for me, um, I'm going to focus on women since that's uh, you know we're talking about. I just said that um, I really love Michelle Wolf. Um, she is just so brilliant to me. Um, I also really love Nicole Byer. Um, she was in Nailed It and Girl Code on MTV, but she also has some really great podcasts. Um, uh, those are kind of who I'm into right now at the moment. Um, but I second Taylor Tomlinson. She's really good. Nice. And so Sydney and Victoria, I know that you guys graduated, um, but Maya and also you guys, what are your plans for, um, after graduation? Oh gosh. Um, well, I know we've all kind of had the dream of pursuing comedy professionally in one way or another. And I think that'll always kind of be on the back burner. Um, but with the state of the world right now, I think, um, I'm personally hoping to apply to grad school, um, after, um, for, uh, public relations work. Um, but uh, you guys can speak to what you're working on currently. Uh, yeah, it's. It's uh, an interesting time right now for uh, post-grads. So I, uh, right now I plan to 
you know, apply to some job that will take a communications degree. Um, and I hope to stay around Chapel Hill for the meantime. Yeah, I'm, you know, trying to build, like, uh, loaded question, loaded question. Uh, I'm trying to build skills right now, which sounds silly, but actually a friend and I are, like, trying to make little videos because we made this parody music video during the school year, um, and, like, she's a really good writer and has all these awesome, like, musical ideas, and I was able to help her, like, edit and produce that and so we're going to try to like kind of pump a little bit more of that kind of content out in the world um as a portfolio-esque thing so we'll see how that goes we'll send you the link when it comes out <laughs> yeah that's very cool but do you guys always see comedy as being a part of your life i mean i think i personally do um if not professionally for fun mm -hmm. um there's you know comedy theaters in almost every city in the world um and so i think i mean i would love to maybe one day move to la or new york and audition for uh you know the groundlings ucb um uh the second city chicago like something you know that would be like you know really big goal but um also at this point i think i'm more focused on keeping a realistic money-making job in the cards um but i definitely always a part of my life in some form or another absolutely um mostly because i can't turn it off um every situation i'm in whether it's serious or not i have some funny quip uh that can often come off as being inappropriate uh so i could always use i'm a comedian as a joke um you know gotten me in trouble a few times but it is what it is um yeah i i see it as always being a part of my life in some fashion if not professionally then definitely just you know for fun Absolutely. So what advice would you give to people who are interested in comedy, but maybe they're too nervous to try or just don't know how to get started? I mean, I think um, you can always like one thing that we do with I just said that um, you can write something to have in the show, but not perform it yourself, um, whether that's a sketch, um, a poem. Um, we do have that option. Um but I think um, there are ways to kind of get out there without literally getting on a stage. Um, Victoria mentioned video work. Um, you could start a YouTube channel, um, record yourself uh, performing a stand-up set or make a TikTok. Yeah, there's the options are unlimited. Um, but I think ultimately, um, I know that it, it's really hard. It's never easy to get on stage when you're first starting out. Um, but that every single person I've talked to has found the experience to be incredibly rewarding. Um, I haven't met a single person who after they performed a set good or bad was like, man, I regret that. You know, that's just not something that ever comes out of their mouth. It's always a positive and, um, nurturing experience in some ways because you, you know, it's empowering. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, I would say that like, just, when this is all over and we can go back to like bars and comedy things, if you're ever feeling afraid, just go and sit at a, just go sit at an open mic, just sit um, and like listen and hear 
I'm so sorry. I've been making you hold. Sorry. And um, go sit and listen and hear. And at the end, you will feel much more confident about getting up on stage because yes, there are going to be some people who do are doing this like more professionally, but at the end of the day, it's just normal people who are going up there and telling really funny jokes. Um, and you can be one of those normal people and understanding that failure is a part of the process. And that's totally fine. That is great advice. So for our listeners that want to become involved in, I just said that how I know you can, um, give a submission, but where, how would they do that? Where would they submit it to? Um, so, uh, we have a Facebook, um, account. You can send us a message. We also have an Instagram DM us. Um, we love answering questions. Uh, we also, uh, when it comes time for the show, we usually, um, or leading up, we hold writers workshops, um, and that will be posted online on our social media accounts and typically posted around campus. Um, and then for the submissions, we usually do those, um, you can sign up for a time slot and you will come and, um, perform or read your set for us, um, And so, yeah, that's usually how we go through the process to get into the real show. But there are plenty of ways to reach us before that. Okay. And what is that Instagram handle for our listeners that want to check it out, um, stay updated or send you a message? Yeah. I just said that. It's um, I just or I just said that UNC. Okay, perfect. One word. Yeah. One word. Okay. And does anyone have any final takeaways before we um, end our meeting for today? Uh, No, thank you so much for taking the time to highlight our organization. We're really proud of it. And we hope that some listeners will submit to the show. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you guys so much again. It was so much fun to have you on the show. And I look forward to seeing what I just said that produces next. Thank Thank you. Now I'm going to play some clips from stand-up acts that Maya Gutterbach, Sydney Progoy, and Victoria Quiet performed at one of I Just Said That's comedy shows. Especially when it comes to boys. 
Um, you know, she's telling me all the time, like, you know, find a man in synagogue, like, get more involved in the Jewish community. Um, and to be quite honest, like, I didn't know where to start. Um, I'm from Belmont, North Carolina. Um, yeah. <laughs> Is anyone, who's from Belmont? Yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, but, uh, yeah, so I'm pretty sure, like, as far as I know of, like, my family was the only Jewish family um, among a diverse group of Protestant divisions. Um, yeah, so really there was no one. Um, they didn't even know like what a matzo ball was, so I don't know how my mom was like, get you a man. Um, no, but um, it wasn't until I came to Carolina that I like took my mom's advice, because you know, moms are always right. And I really, you know, got involved in the Jewish fraternity. Um, yes. moms are always right because never in my life had I found boys who truly understood my social anxiety. I don't know if it was their beady eyes or pit stains, but I like felt at ease, you know, and like I could be myself. You know, my mom has always said that Jewish boys are the most clean cut, and as I've gotten older, I realized what she actually meant was circumcised. <laughs> Um, but let me tell you from experience, there are only two types of Jewish men, for those interested in being shalom shockers. Um, there are the non-religious ones who don't want any commitment, and then there are the religious ones who don't want any commitment. socially awkward <laughs> and uh, so when I'm in conversation with someone um, usually being socially awkward at one point I'll like zone out and I'll just focus on am I being like what am I doing that's weird right like am I blinking too much and I'm thinking, uh, like, what, what's going on and uh, you know I was a good example of this is like when I was in high school, which was a long time ago. Don't let the bangs fool you. <laughs> yeah. I was talking with a contender for my friend. What made her a contender was that she was willing to talk to me. Um, uh, don't worry, that just means I didn't peak in high school. So uh, We were talking and that point came where I stopped and I sort of zoned out and I was like, oh God, what am I doing that's wrong, you know? That whole socially awkward thing. And then there's just silence. And, you know, I thought, this is a lighthearted conversation. It's like three o'clock in the afternoon. We're in the wrestling room of our high school about to go on, you know, a run or whatever. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I do, what anyone would do if it's just silence, you don't know what's been going on in the conversation, you just laugh. Not like a, not like a hearty laugh, but just like a, a little laugh through your nose, like a, yeah. Um, so I did that, and she looks at me, and she goes, don't laugh, it's a skin condition. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
They'll be like, wait, hold on, why did she give you two extra minutes? <laughs> but anyway, another thing about how I dress, I think you should dress uh, for the job you want. And um, that's why I look like I'm going, I'm a board housewife uh, going into my third marriage. Uh, and I swear this time I love him, and I will always find 50 million reasons why. Um, moving on, I think being a woman is weird. Um, I'll spare you the details, um, but one thing I'm okay with is being alone at night because I'm not afraid to be like snatched or anything. Like, uh, if I'm getting snatched, it's not going to be by one person. Um, it's probably going to be by two. Let's be honest, more realistically, three, but you should probably get an Ocean's Eleven team together. Um, because if someone's getting me, like, I'm taking some up with me, okay? Um, also, just if uh, one person, one guy, uh, can pick me up and hoist me, skip the second location, okay? Take me to the chapel. That's wild, y'all. And you can probably rank them by like my like year one. I don't know, people to judge. Like, like you can probably rank it that way. Um, and I'm follow. I'm I'm a political science major. I'm a scientist. Um, and I'm following it closely because it's basically ensuring me that I will have a job after college because it is a shit show. Um, and it's so difficult to keep up with their names. So I have um, I've given them nicknames. Uh, so I'll just give you a few of them. We've got. Joe Smellulator Biden, okay. Um, we have Corey Zamzaddy Booker, because if we're being honest, too new, all right? Um, we have Pete Slim Thick with your cute ass, booty judge. Um, we have, oh, this is a personal favorite, Robert Beto, I'm actually Irish, O'Rourke. Um, Bernie, I will you up on the courts and in the courts, Sanders. Um, and this is in no way how I feel about this candidate. Uh, I just thought it was funny. Um, Camel Toe Harris. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. I didn't mean it, but it just, I was saying her name and I was like, huh, huh, huh. I'm going to get in trouble when I get out there, okay? <laughs> this is, I can't turn it off. Thanks again for listening to the Madison Ward Show on WCOM 103.5. I'll see you next Thursday at 6 p.m.